the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Portland, Oregon's mayor is blaming President Trump for creating racial hatred and division that has played out on his city's streets all summer. During an afternoon news conference, Mayor Ted Wheeler denounced last night's shooting death of a conservative protester after Trump supporters clashed with Black Lives Matter protesters. Reacting on Twitter, the president described the mayor as a wacky, radical, do-nothing Democrat who the president thinks thinks this lawless situation should go on forever. Chicago police today saying one person is dead, five others wounded after a drive-by shooting at a restaurant on the city's far south side. It happened a couple of hours ago. Officers say the man who died in the violence was the intended target. However, police are not providing any other details at this hour. This is SRN News. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with the statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. In what ways are American liberties under attack? Well, you can find out the answer to that question and more by streaming Morality in the 21st Century at SalemNow.com, featuring Dennis Prager and Dr. Wayne Grudem. And right now you can use promo code Minneapolis to save 20% on the film. Again, just go to SalemNow.com. Just past 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities. Take a look at your forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center. Chance of showers high is 78. we got the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker coming up next right here on The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by August 31st, and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have. And start saving. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. George Floyd's death sparked national outrage and propelled the country to confront issues of race and justice like few times before in our history. But between partisan politics and protests, the question remains, are we tackling the issue of race in America honestly? Tough questions like this are here to stay and demand fair and truthful responses if we want to move toward a better collective future. That's why we're bringing national media host Larry Elder together with author and commentator Candace Owens for a -a one-of-a-kind virtual event called Unbiased, Unvarnished Truth Behind Race in America. Stream Unbiased live on September 17th as Larry and Candace share personal stories and present a straightforward account of the real issues of race in this country. 
Don't miss this important discussion in a pivotal season in our nation. For details and tickets, visit am1280thepatriot.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Get an $8,025 high-efficiency gas furnace for just $4,012 through this special offer from Blue Ox Heating and Air in this station. There's just one half-price furnace. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his It's way Sunday, 4 o'clock, and uh, that means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm downtown Minneapolis. Go to ParkerDK.com. Right at the top, I give it to you, because while you're listening... Today, to our discussion of politics, Israel, and the law, which we bring to you every week at this hour, 4 o'clock Sundays, uh, you can go to ParkerDK.com and you can uh, check out all that you might need to know about getting the top, the best law firm you could have and representing you on... Well, business, oftentimes company-defining and company-saving litigation. That is what we do, business litigation, employment litigation, civil rights cases, government litigation. When you have difficulties with the government, we're looking at a case right now, in fact, for some property owners and individuals in the old Phillips neighborhood and up on Lake Street for uh, potential claims. We're looking at potential claims against the city of Minneapolis for the failure to protect, the failure to intervene, uh, which is a prime responsibility of the city. Uh, In fact, arguably the number one priority of any government is to protect its citizens. Uh, Woeful failure, as you all know, and is patently obvious, starting with the failure to protect the third precinct, the uh, precinct that in that area stands for the rule of law and gave it away to not peaceful protesters, no, rioters, looters, arsonists uh, that destroyed hundreds of millions of dollars of property, and several died as well as a result of the city's failure, Uh, the city officials' failure, this city council's failure, this mayor's failure. As well, the governor has to take responsibility. He has failed to do that. He has uh, gone further, and in the pandemic protected those who it is shown by the science didn't need protection and failed to protect those it is shown by the science needed extra protection. And the result, 80% of our dead, high risk and elderly. It's a colossal failure. Today, though, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how it's possible that so many people's voice is not being heard, that so many people are afraid to come out and really speak their mind about what they want to see this American experiment look like. 
how they want to live their lives and under what set of moral, ethical constructs and what sort of rights and freedoms they want to have. They can't speak up. If they do and they're honest about it, they get uh, pilloried by the mob. And it doesn't take many on social media to uh, cause lies to go viral and to destroy people's lives themselves. It's called the cancel culture. And it's not just on social media. It's in revered institutions of, that are critical to our very existence, such as schools, public schools, such as universities, where you can be torn down and ruined at an early age, frankly. As uh, we saw happen to Nicholas Sandman as we have seen happen in universities across this country to the point where now there is no dissent. Oh, quietly and privately, there is loud dissent. And that would be internal. But no, not publicly. Mm Mm-mm. Because uh, of the fear factor. It is worse than McCarthyism. That is what it is. As you all recall, the communist witch hunts by Joe McCarthy, shutting down discourse and disagreement, and flying in the face of our First Amendment freedoms. Well, it's happening now again, but this time from the left. And make no mistake about it. Today we're going to talk about two topics. One relates to that, the cancel culture, and in specific, an example. This time from the inside. You know that I believe that the number one danger in the United States is not our institutions, not systemic racism, as is being alleged. There certainly is racism, but systemic ingrained racism where people upon their birth are evil. They're racist. No, I don't believe that. And while we have our problems here in the United States that need to be reformed for sure, and that does not mean putting it off for another day, but actually doing it today, Uh, systemic or inherent racist attitudes of Americans uh, is, is an overstatement and nothing short of it. No, that's not the biggest threat, nor is it our failure to have written founding documents that can work in today's day and age. No, they, they can, they have shown that they are able to for, uh, hundreds of years now, and to evolve and be applied to today's societal issues. That's the genius of our founding documents. No, that's not not the biggest danger either. The biggest danger is cancel culture driven by a media that has cast aside all ethics and journalistic honesty and has cast aside its responsibility, but rather has determined that they are going to create the narrative of America. They're not going to report the news. They are going to create it and create a reality for people who consistently watch and hear the drumbeat of the particular media that they take in. That becomes their reality, and 
that reality can drive not only who wins elections, but policy and what happens in the streets, which is what we have seen today. A perfect example of it is the pandemic. The media, and we're not talking about the printing press media because that doesn't exist anymore, Uh, where editors review and re-review and re-review to make sure that all of the principles of editorial honesty are applied, or at least to try to achieve that goal, that objective. No, that, that, that doesn't happen anymore. It not only doesn't happen on the blog, in the blogosphere or in social media where people are free to speak without any vetting whatsoever, but people who read it know that. <laughs> they know that this is just some guy sitting in, uh, you know, at their computer throwing stuff out there. But when they read it with the banner head of the New York Times, they believe it's been vetted, assessed, asserted with truth, with, with sources that have been checked. And that the New York Times is not trying to create a narrative, but is reporting news. Is not trying to create a narrative by their language, by their descriptors, but is reporting news. And I'm setting aside the opinion page here even. There was a day decades ago where the New York Times actually did that. And, you know, in doing that, you may lean right or lean left, but you can definitely do it without moving the country's political views, but rather simply reporting on them. Now the media has taken a new role, and that is to vilify those they disagree with and to extol those that take their side. And the example we're going to talk about today is hearing from someone from the inside, a New York Times reporter that reports on what has happened to the New York Times. And that reporter is Barry Weiss, who uh, was uh, an editor and a writer for the New York Times, before that, for the Wall Street Journal. She is a liberal, lifelong liberal, uh, left-leaning, centrist liberal, I would would say. And when we uh, come back from this short break, I'm going to introduce you to Barry Weiss uh, and her background. And then we're going to read from her resignation letter submitted to the New York Times and why she resigned. And this is educational. Oh, the left hates it. Absolutely hates it. One of their own speaking truth. You know, it's it's hurtful truth because it is so true, but but it is... uh, It is poignant, and I think you'll learn a good deal from the resignation letter of Barry Weiss. When we get back, we'll go to it and dissect it and the issues that arise from the cancel culture. AM1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. 
Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Excellent. Breathtaking. A movie that is changing hearts and minds. I really feel inspired. We're going to put up statues because of what this film may do. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. They want to cover up history. I didn't study that kind of stuff when I was in history. They are actively learning their history wrong. Why have you hidden this from me? Starring Larry Elder. And Uncle Tom is somebody who has sold out by embracing the white man. Candace Owens. I'm a black female. I should be at the top of the progressive stack. Brandon Tatum. They believe that I want to be accepted in the white community. Kind of like the house Negro back in slavery. And Herman Cain. As my late grandfathers used to say, I does not care. These are the voices of the movie Uncle Tom. Get your copy today at UncleTom.com. Use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. Say, in the coming weeks, jot it down with your, yes, I've got it here today, Gold USA, America's Pencil. The number two. Sharpen that baby up and uh, jot it down in two weeks. I think we're going to have Dan Rosen here. For a reprise of the Parker Rosen Hour from years gone by. Many have uh, asked when when we uh, are going to get back together to uh, regale about the old days of the Parker Rosen Hour and also talk politics, Israel, and the law as Danny and I did each week back in 2016, 2017. And by the way, Another mention. This week is the fourth anniversary of Andrew Parker being on air. Yes, indeed. And uh, it's an exciting. That's enough. Put down the mic. (laughs) It isn't enough yet, but uh, it it may well be soon. You know, I'll tell you, I was I was thinking about the. I was thinking about, you know, I, I get a number of questions about, you know, prognostication on the presidential race and which way you think it's going. The night of, and I, I will say this now openly on air, the night of Joe Biden's acceptance speech, I, I listened to the speech, and immediately thereafter, I uh, texted to a large group 
I now predict for the first time of prediction this election cycle that Donald J. Trump will win the presidency. This was right after Biden. And before the Republican convention, um, I think obviously there's a long way to go. There are a number of things that could happen that could tip the scales and, and, and may cause me to adjust my view. But at present, that is the way I view it. And, and frankly, I think he, uh, Trump could win with more electoral votes than he had last time, quite a bit more. Um, it, it just uh, is difficult to believe that so many uh, would vote for chaos and destruction and despair in the streets, which is what we've had due to the lack of response and law enforcement in cities across the country, or that so many could vote for the blue state governors shut down as well as uh, really death uh, at, at their uh, hands of the elderly and the infirm who are in assisted care facilities in most of those blue states, uh, off-the-chart numbers that uh, are based in large part on policies of those blue state governors. Uh, there's, uh, there's really no defense for it, none whatsoever. And the attempt to deflect it to Donald Trump is simply old because it has no factual foundation. But beyond that, it's just old and tired and stale and, and nobody's listening to it anymore. So anyway, that's where I'm at on that prognostication. But but back to coming weeks, uh, Danny Rosen uh, and I will do a show on September 13th. Make sure to jot that down and, uh, and uh, tune in. I am going to be away the following Sunday on the 20th, on a sojourn to Alaska, as uh, I'm going to spend some time with the Aurora Borealis up there in northern Alaska, and uh, going uh, alone there with my dog, <laughs> and I am, I've got to say, very much looking forward to I'm it. literally in the production studio just going like, ugh. <laughs> oh, I want to go to man. I haven't been to Alaska, but it's well, it's, it's on my list. Listen, Jason, you're wonderful, but uh, y- you would probably ruin the essence of the trip. And likewise for you, if you came with me. Yeah, okay, so, fair uh, enough. It's all fair. It's fair even enough. game. Fair enough. <laughs> Unless we went fishing together, <laughs> then it'd be okay. All right, so that's what's coming up uh, on the show uh, in the next several weeks. Jot this down since you've got your number two pencil and yellow pad out. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call uh, if you wish to connect and talk about the cancel culture today. Uh, in the last uh, couple of ep- uh, se- uh, sections uh, of the uh, show today, we're going to talk about Israel and the peace plan as I do want to touch on that. I have not been able to really uh, dig into that, and I want to do that uh, in the show later today as well. So turning now to the resignation letter and really the uh, throwing back of the covers uh, that the New York Times, you know, and it's not so covered because everyone reads the Times and they know that you know, they've had to make correction upon correction because they were being overzealous to meet their narrative, to push their narrative, and their statements were found and reported to be completely unadulteratedly false. And it didn't just happen a few times. It is consistent. And even when statements are not false, they are opinion in the news to push narrative repeatedly to the point of all-out attacks toward a president related to things that are not fact but opinion. And that is a difference. It's okay for the media to attack a president on factual policy grounds. But when it is opinion such as uh, he's a racist, I mean, they just come out and say it. Not, not about something he said or a factual statement. And then, of course, I, I, I've got to add, as I do every time uh, we talk about Donald Trump being a racist, that the Charlottesville uh, 
assessment, an allegation that he said X, Y, Z, and therefore he's racist. He didn't say X, Y, Z. He didn't say there are good people on both sides in terms of referring to the white supremacists on the one side and those that wanted to take down the statues on the other side. No, that's not who he was referring to. He was referring to those who didn't want the statues taken down, who were good people, who genuinely wanted for reasons people may disagree with, but reasonable reasons nonetheless. And those that wanted the statues to be taken down, those were the counter-protesters. Then the white supremacists showed up separately and... That's not who the president was referring to. And I'm not just saying that to give him the benefit of the doubt. He specifically said that in the very next two and three sentences all together right after he said there are good people on both sides. He explained what he meant. And it's just a sheer lie to suggest otherwise. Well, the New York Times didn't care about that. And they continue to report it, as does CNN, as does Joe Biden in his acceptance speech. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, Barry Weiss, as I said, was at the Wall Street Journal as an opinion editor uh, and a book reviewer from 2013 to 2017. She's 36 years old now. She graduated Columbia in 2007. And so it's not a wonder at all that she is a staunch liberal Uh, But the fact that she got out of Columbia without being an outright leftist is shocking. But she's not an outright leftist. She um, became an opinion editor and a writer on politics for the New York Times in 2017 and lasted there until 2020. And she would have lasted longer but for the fact that she resigned. She did a number of wonderful things while at Columbia and thereafter, including uh, founding editor in 05 to 07 of The Current at uh, Columbia. Uh, She graduated, as I said, in 07, and she uh, started while she was there the Columbia Coalition for Sudan uh, to uh, uh, deal with and respond to the Darfur uh, war. Uh, she uh, started, uh, or she was a part of Colombians for Academic Freedom uh, and uh, that group. She's a member of the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and has been for her, uh, you know, her, her, all of her growing up years. And that was where the shooting occurred of uh, many Jews uh, at the Tree of Life Synagogue. So it has come home for her as well what hate and uh, attack of minority groups is about when we come back we're going to read from Barry Weiss's resignation letter I think you will be uh, very surprised to hear what she has to say the liberal writer Barry Rice, uh, Weiss resigning from uh, the New York Times We'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. Go to ParkerDK.com in the meantime. AM1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. We're talking about the dangers of the New York Times and the legacy media establishment. Mainstream media it really doesn't say it. It's the legacy media establishment, and I uh, heard that phrase, and I think it's an accurate one. I'm now going to read you a bit from Barry Weiss's resignation letter to the New York Times. She puts it quite well. She opens with, It is with sadness that I write to tell you that I am resigning from the New York Times. I joined the paper with gratitude and optimism three years ago. I was hired with the goal of bringing in voices that would not otherwise appear in your pages. First-time writers, centrists, and others. The reason for this effort was clear. The paper's failure to anticipate the outcome of the 2016 election meant that it didn't have a firm grasp of the country it covers. And I was asked to bring in outside writers and others who could provide a broader theme. She, um, the priority in the opinion section, she writes, was to help redress the critical shortcoming of not being in tune uh, with America. She then goes on to say this, and I quote, but the lessons that ought have followed the election, lessons about the importance of understanding other Americans, the necessity of resisting tribalism, and the centrality of the free exchange of ideas to a democratic society, have not been learned. Instead, a new consensus has emerged in the press, but perhaps especially at this paper. This is what Barry Weiss wrote. That's a quote, this paper referring to the New York Times. She goes on to say, That truth isn't a process of collective discovery but an orthodoxy already known to an enlightened few whose job is to inform everyone else. So there it is. Truth is not a process of collective discovery, as our Bill of Rights suggests that it is. The marketplace of ideas, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of association, all of those things. 
truth comes through the hurly-burly of, of, of wrangling over ideas, different ideas. No. What she found at the New York Times was an orthodoxy known to an enlightened few whose job it was to inform everyone else. Okay, here's what we think. Now go out there and write it. You only have to read the New York Times for a few weeks to realize that's the case. But Barry Weiss lived it. She, she goes on to say, Twitter is not on the masthead of the New York Times, but Twitter has become its ultimate editor. Whoa. It's a real statement. As the ethics and mores of that platform have become those of the paper, Barry Rice writes, the paper itself has increasingly become a kind of performance space. Stories are chosen and told in a way to satisfy the narrowest of audiences. Rather than to allow a curious public to read about the world and then draw their own conclusions. History itself is now one more ephemeral thing molded to fit the needs of a predetermined narrative. You know, I've, I've argued with my brother about the New York Times for years. And friends of mine, you know, send me articles from the Times or quote the Times to me in support of their position. And I say, you know, your position was developed from the narrative of the New York Times and now you're parroting it back to me. None of these are facts. It's the narrative of the New York Times. Barry Weiss goes on to write in her resignation letter, My own forays into wrong think have made me the subject of constant bullying by colleagues who disagree with my views. They've called me a Nazi and a racist. I've learned to brush off comments about how I'm, quote, writing about the Jews again, close quote. Several colleagues perceived to be friendly with me were badgered by coworkers. She was basically run out of the paper by this sort of cancel culture. She goes on to write, Showing up for work as a centrist at an American newspaper should not require bravery. Close quote. But it, it certainly did. And she describes examples of this. Part of me wishes, this is Barry Weiss uh, continuing, part of me wishes I could say that my experience was unique, but the truth is that intellectual curiosity, let alone risk-taking, is now a liability at the New York Times. Why edit something challenging to our readers or write something bold only to go through the numbing process of making it ideologically kosher? When we can assure ourselves of job security by publishing a 4,000-word op-ed arguing that Donald Trump is a unique danger to the country and the world, then you can get it in there immediately. She goes on to say, quote, Online venom is excused so long as it is directed at the proper targets. And boy, how many times have we seen that? Just talk to African Americans who happen to be conservative or supporters of Donald J. Trump. Finally, Barry Weiss says in her resignation letter to the New York Times, all this bodes ill, especially for independent-minded young writers and editors paying close attention to what they'll have to do to advance in their careers. Rule one, speak your mind at your own peril. Rule two, never risk commissioning a story that goes against the narrative. Rule three, never believe an editor or publisher who urges you to go against the grain. Eventually, the publisher will cave to the mob, the editor will get fired or reassigned, and you'll be hung out to dry. 
It happened a number of times. She saw it firsthand. This isn't a guess from the outside. This is someone who lived it. She goes on to say, None of this means that some of the most talented journalists in the world don't still labor for this newspaper. They do, which is what makes the illiberal environment especially heartbreaking. This being written by Barry Weiss, a liberal, lifelong. I will be, as ever, a dedicated reader of their work, but I can no longer do the work you brought me here to do. The work that Adolf Oakes described in that famous 1896 statement, quote, To make of the columns of the New York Times a forum for the consideration of all questions of public importance, and to that end to invite intelligent discussion from all shades of opinion. Well, that, hap- uh, that, that died years ago. The courage of Barry Weiss cannot be overstated. And that resignation letter speaks of it in spades. We're going to be right back to talk uh, about Israel, to talk about the Trump peace plan and recent developments. Give us a call, 651-289-4488. And while we're on this break, go to Parker DK. Dot com. We'll be right back. The best that I can. Just AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com.
We're back. It's the Victory Hour on another wonderful Sunday. Each Sunday we're here talking politics, Israel, and the law. You can listen coast-to-coast live streaming, and we do have listeners across the country as well as live on 1280 AM The Patriot or from 6 to 7 on Freedom 1570 AM. So a number of ways to learn about uh, some issues you probably haven't talked much about, as there are so many that are, well, being raised throughout the week uh, by the National Syndicated Pundits. Today I want to talk about the, uh, or this segment I want to talk about the U.S. peace plan announced by Donald J. Trump. I read an article not long ago, that that really outlined, I think, the proper way to look at this. This peace plan uh, was denounced and kicked to the curb by the Palestinians before they even read it. And of course, their friends in the uh, uh, in the EU in Western Europe. Uh, jumped on that bandwagon, as well as Iran and Turkey and Hamas and Hezbollah, etc. Now, Hamas is part of the Palestinians, but of course, I'm talking about the Palestinian Authority when I say they were the ones who rejected it before even reading it. But these others all jumped on board. Uh, Now, when that group jumps on board to an idea, it's usually a problematic idea. It's usually something you should vet and question uh, well, roundly. And so I looked a little deeper and I saw that, geez, a lot of Democrats were uh, opposing the plan too. Now, that also ought to be vetted and assessed as well because it's the Trump peace plan. So even pro-Israel Democrats, or at least those who call themselves that, and at least half the party is still in that camp, I think. It's a shame it's only that small of a number as it used to be the vast majority who sided with those who love their neighbor as themselves uh, as opposed to those who, well, launch missiles and rockets and, and uh, go in with suicide bombers to blow up kids. Uh, so... I started to look at this a little bit closer, though, as uh, some in the pro-Israel community were really questioning it. And when I saw this article, I thought it was particularly good. The first part of the article really talks about the Palestinian rejection and how we ought to look at that. And the answer is the Palestinians have rejected every peace plan that has ever been put out there even the one that provided 98% of all the land that they would have ever gotten. 98%. They've turned down at least six proposals for peace plans uh, over the last several decades. At least. And now they've turned down this one as well. So that's nothing new. Uh, And in fact, the reason is because at the core of it, the only peace plan that could result is the destruction and elimination of the state of Israel. That would be acceptable. Nothing else will be. And that's why 98% of their own state being given their sovereignty, any other people in the world who are seeking their own liberation would have accepted that deal. But the reason the Palestinians haven't is because the Arab countries, at least in the past, until very, very recently now, and this could change the paradigm, have totally backed them. And Western Europe has totally backed them. And certain presidencies, Barack Obama, has totally allowed them to reject any peace plan with the Israelis. But now there is a peace plan put in front of them that has a hook to it. And that is, if you don't come to the table, if you don't accept this peace plan, we are going to give the green light 
for the Israelis to extend their sovereignty over more land in the West Bank, in Judea and Samaria. Now, the, the second point that is very important to, when you're looking at this issue that you have to understand, the Palestinians claim it's ongoing occupation. That is a lie. It is not ongoing occupation. You have to look in your history books and not allow them to be rewritten. This is Jewish land, and it has been Jewish land for thousands of years, full stop. Judea and Samaria, where what we are talking about, has been Jewish land for thousands of years. The peace deals that are being talked about now are Jews giving Jewish land over to the Palestinians to create their own country out of caring for another people. And that is what it is. It's not a violation of international law for the Jewish people to extend sovereignty. Moreover, creating a Palestinian state is being created in order to, in hopes of living side by side in peace with its neighbor and to bring peace to the entire region. And the Israelis are willing to give Jewish land up to do that. So this article I I was reading by... um, uh, Who was was by? Steve Frank, uh, who is a lawyer and uh, a avid student of Middle East issues, writes, Critics apply the wrong standard to judging a proposed Middle East peace plan. The standard should not be whether it is attractive to the Palestinians, a bar that will never be reached, he writes. Rather, the test of any plan should be whether, after a century of failed peace offers, this one moves the conflict towards some kind of resolution. And it does. Why does it? Well, it provides clear land for the Palestinians to create their own state, and it gives them $50 billion with which to do it. Which would more than double their GDP overnight. It could create millions of jobs in the West Bank and Gaza. It would reduce by at least half Palestinian poverty. This is a peace plan. Real deal. More negotiation needs to be had. And the only way that the Palestinians will ever agree to anything at all that is not simply the elimination of the only Jewish state in the world is if they see no other alternative and need to start to live in peace. That is, everyone in the world demands it of them, including Western Europe and including the Arab states. And right now, it's a shame, unbelievable, but the Arab states are going to beat Western Europe to the punch. They are going to start to require it. You see it with the UAE deal with Israel. It is going to affect Palestinian peace, and the other Gulf states are going to follow. Saudi Arabia then after that. Hey, there's hope. We'll be back next week. And uh, until then, I want to wish you all a, uh, a wonderful, a wonderful week. And uh, enjoy the uh, Labor Day weekend, which starts in less than a week. Victory Hour with Andrew Parker. Another uh, great Victory Hour, and we'll talk next week. Be well. For more information, go to parkerdk.com. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. Quit smoking now for half price through this special offer from Breathe Therapy and this station. Get one Breathe Therapy program for $250. Breathe Therapy is fast, easy, and effective. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and half price offers, or call the station now. AM 1280, the Patriot.